0: have both my hands, I'm a hand talker, or I like having it in my pocket. Well, good morning. Um, I forgot where I was. I'm right here, standing here talking to you. Well, good morning. Welcome to Simple Church. We are going through a series that uh, that is pleasantly called God Never Said That, and this is the third week in that series. If you haven't heard the, the first two sermons, I encourage you to, to check out on the app. There's a place that you can go there, and you can uh, listen to the, the first two sermons that Aaron did. The first week was God Wants You to Be Happy, and God Never Said That. God does does not, that's not his primary goal, to make you happy. He wants you to be holy, but that, you know, when you hear somebody say, God wants you to be happy, you can, you can just point blank and say, God never said that. Last week, we looked at, uh, God will never give you more than you can handle, and, and we looked at the scripture, and we, and we know that God never said that. God will never give you more than he can handle, but ultimately, we're supposed to rely on his strength, not on our own. Now, this morning, we got to see this video with, with these guys up here, in the, and the focus today is God... Uh, it, it doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt it doesn't matter what you do as long as nobody gets hurt um, you know our our culture today has a has a mindset like that that we can we can just do whatever we want as long as it doesn't Im- impact other people we can do whatever we want and it's a it's a mindset a heart set of you know, if it feels good i'm going to do it it's it's a it's a very self-focused mindset heart set and and our culture is just inundated with it, and and we as a, as as Christians in a church culture, we can fall into that boat too. Um, that that we can that we can think that tolerance, uh, the cultural view of tolerance today, is that any behavior and any thought is is okay, that it, that it's that it's all good. But I'm I'm here to tell you that God never said that. And and here's the takeaway from from what the sermon's going to be today: What you do matters. What we, what we do matters, that, that when we look at the, that, that, that false phrase of it doesn't matter what we do as long as no one gets hurt, what we do matters. And, and I, want you to, I want you to sit on that as we go through this, because what we do matters, for a variety of reasons. First what we do matters. Um, what we do matters because what we do impacts more people than we realize. Now, this This is something that, that I, I wrestle with myself that that, as I go through these these points and we wrestle with this message, know that that uh, Pastor Tim up here struggles with this himself even today that we can we can live and think that we 're in this isolated bubble that we 're just kind of like secluded from everybody else, but who here is secluded from everybody else will sitting next to this person right here and next to Ryan back there. He said, I'm by myself. You, we're not by ourselves. You know, we, we interact with with people constantly. Our behavior impacts people constantly. Now, if we go back to, if we look at scripture and we go back to uh, the time of Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were just two, right? And, and Adam and Eve, you would think that, well, whatever they do is not going to hurt anybody but but Adam and Eve did something that flat out hurt everybody. If we look at Romans 5:12, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Adam and Eve are hanging in a garden, beautiful garden. They got it all. They were given one thing to not do. That's the one thing they did, but but they were thinking, you know, like, well, who's this really going to hurt? This is just going to benefit us. It's not going to hurt anybody else, right? And it impacted all of us. That, that we're all impacted, we're all influenced by their one decision to do something that, well, who's a, who else is it really going to hurt? You know, it's, Really, it's just the two of us here. And yet generations and generations and generations afterwards, we're still suffering under the choice that they made. Now, our choices, our personal choices, might not seem as significant as, as, as Adam and Eve's choice, but, but our choices have similar impacts. If we, if we look at this video and we consider the two dudes that are up there sharing the stuff on their phone, and, and the one person can be saying, you know, what, you know what, is, what does it matter? I can do whatever I want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, who's, who's being impacted in that scenario? Who, who's the first one? Yeah, the guy that's with him. The guy that's standing there with him is actually impacted by his choice. What does it matter? Well Well, to this dude, it matters it's impacting him cuz he's now presented with this with this material and it's impacting him this material is probably impacting the the initial guy's wife because because if she knew it probably would matter it could be impacting his kids it could be impacting his grandkids even though he might not have grandkids it could be impacting this dude's wife that that we, we get into this rationalization. We rationalize away. That statement, it doesn't matter what we do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, that, it just puts us in a place of rationalizing our sin away. Really, if anybody ever says that, you know they know what they're doing is wrong. Nobody says that goodheartedly, right? They know that there's, there's probably some issue there. There's probably some issue there. And And that influence will just... Can carry on. My my dad used to. Uh, so I grew up in the 70s, and, and when it came to when it came to porn stuff, you know, we didn't have iPhones and tablets and computers. It was it was magazines. And and my dad kept them out of the way, but he but he had them there. What's what's that matter if it's not going to hurt anybody? But then I got into them. They they were there. I got into them. They were they were easily accessible. And it it impacted me, and it's probably impacted other people through me as well. What what we do matters. What we do affects other people. For for good and for bad. For good and for bad. I don't want to be up here and like, oh, Pastor Tim's always a big downer when he's preaching. For good and for bad. That our our bad actions can influence others, but our good actions can as well. Um, So this week... This week, we were over playing games at Aaron's house, and he popped up on, on his phone. Somebody had posted up on Facebook that, that uh, a couple of people from Simple Church had gathered together to pray with another person at Simple Church. And that, that third person posted up online, That it was like, wow, how awesome was that? That, that her life was impacted by, by the good decisions of, of two other people. Because it, because it matters what we do and the blessings that that passed on from from the first person who invited the second person included in the third person And, and I would imagine that if you had a conversation with that third person, how her day changed afterwards and how she may have been interacting with other people could have been radically different because what we do matters. What we do matters. What we do matters because we influence more people than we might realize. The next reason that that what we do matters is that what we do matters because it influences our relationship with God. It influences our relationship with God. It impacts our relationship with him. Back, back when I was a little kid, I was a thief. I stole money. I was a, a, a perpetual thief in, in my household. And, and it was primarily quarters though it shifted to $2 bills. My mom had a stash of $2 bills in, in her dresser that she saved for birthday gifts. And, and I would steal those, take them to the local comic book shop, trade them in for quarters and play video games. Back when you know video games cost a quarter. And I blew through $150, $200 worth of $2 bills. Yeah. And, and as I was doing that, um When my mom noticed that something was wrong and I realized that something was wrong, my response was to hide. I hid. You know, Yeah, we know that feeling. Oh, as a, as a mom and as a kid, oh yes, I know when my kid's hiding. I hid. I hid. And then when she confronted me, you know what I did? I lied. I hid and then I lied. And then, and then ultimately, you know, I was the only person in the house that could have been doing it. My stepfather wasn't doing it. My sister, I don't even think, was living with us at the time. It was me. <laughs> I hid and I lied. And the spanking I got was almost as bad as the disappointment I felt. That, that my, my bad choices, my bad behavior impacted my relationship with my mother and ultimately my father. And this isn't really far off from how our relationship with God is, right? It's, some, sometimes it can be kind of challenging to think that God has feelings. God is this omniscient, omnipresent, massive God who has got everything in control. Why is, you know, why is he even looking at me, let alone having feelings towards me? But, but in Scripture, what we hear God say is that, that he does. If you pull up the next verse. Ephesians 4.30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. God can be grieved because what we're doing. This verse is plunked into a, a whole section of Scripture in Ephesians that's, that's telling us how we should be living as believers. That there's, there's 30 verses before this of, of Paul saying this is how you're supposed to live, of God saying this is how you're supposed to live. And when you don't, the Holy Spirit of God is grieved. He he feels sad because, because we're not living as as he would call us to. And and when we're not living as he calls us to, what do we do? We hide. Right? We hide. We hide, and what else do we do? We lie. We hide and we lie. If we look at what Adam and Eve did, what did Adam and Eve do after they ate the apple? They hid. And, and, and I thought there was a part of them that was probably thinking about lying too. We hide and we lie. Now you could be sitting here in church hiding out in the open. We'd be sitting right here, hiding out in the open and, and lying to God about who it is that we are and how it is that we're living because we know... We're supposed to live different. We're supposed to live different. And when we hide and when we lie, what do we typically tend to do? We just continue on in the, in the behaviors that we're already in because, you know, what? I'm already doing it. I'm already in trouble. I'm, I might as well just keep on going. And a relationship with God is broken. That, it, that in our sin, we, we have this disconnect with God. But on the same hand, that can change. That if we repent and we turn back to him, if we find ourselves loving him in in a pattern of of being in relationship with him, that pattern continues on as well. That when we get into a habit of of reading scripture regularly, well, we get closer to him. Our relationship with God changes because we get to hear him more. When we spend more time in scripture, what ends up happening? Well, our mind is transformed and we, and we, we get closer to him. And, and he delights in that. He wants us close to him. What we do matters. What we do matters. What we do also matters because, and here's, and here's the one, I probably could have just gone with this one and been done with it. What we do matters because Jesus says it matters. Simple enough? What we do matters because Jesus says it matters if you look through scripture if you if you walk through the new testament and you walk through the uh the gospels and you and you look at the words that jesus is sharing he's a really wishy-washy dude isn't he jesus says you know follow me if you want to follow me if it if it's okay follow me if it feels good you know that do these things unless, you know, you got other stuff that you want to do. That, that'd be good too. Jesus, Jesus was not that. Jesus wasn't even close to that. There, there is no wishy-washy in, in any of his words. There are no exceptions. There are no, there are no uh, other possibilities. It is, this is how it is. Follow me pick up your cross daily and follow me. Not pick up your cross if you're feeling strong that day. And, you know, if you want to get yourself a coffee first, And come on, you can hang with me. It's just not, that's just not what he, that's not what he says. That's not who he is. He is very specific. He is very specific. and And if you look through scripture, you can see that that there are like 50 basic commands of Christ. And if you look through the, the whole of the New Testament, there's like several hundred that, that God gives um, through, the, through, through Paul and, and the, other, the other disciples that, that there, are, there are a lot of things that, that he is very clear on. And we're supposed to respond to it. But there's, but there's two. There's two big ones. There's two big ones. I oh, yeah. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me keep my commands. it's not you know if you love me keep them if you're feeling good if you love me keep my commands and the next verse the, the, the kids in discovery are working through this today matthew 22 36 to 40 jesus replied so so jesus is hanging with with the pharisees and and they ask him so so well are the what are the greatest commandments you know if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna say so what are, what are the two greatest ones and, and jesus replied you must love the lord your god with all your heart with all your strength with all your soul and with all your mind, and the second command is is like this. I'm paraphrasing because Borsch is going slow. No problem, man. I had a lot of coffee. It's like let's get through this. This is uh, no go back. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the Demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So I sent all my notes to Derek, and I saw, okay, these are the scriptures that I want up there. And then I look at him and taste like, oh, he's got these spreads between four slides. Oh, jeez. These are the two big ones. These are the two big ones. I had a guy at, another, at my last congregation said, you can do whatever you want as long as it meets these two requirements. And, and that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? You can do whatever you want, as long as it meets these two requirements. These, these are the significant ones. Everything else falls in line with this. If, you, if, if there was a simple way of, a simple way of, of abbreviating this, these commands, what would it be? Do you have your sh- shirt out with you, Trevor? Did you, did you have the shirt? No, you put it in the car. I called out the newbie. So, what does it say on our shirt? Love God, love people. Serve the world. Love God, love people. We can get into a process of, of saying, okay, so welcome to Simple Church. This is where we love God, love people, serve the world. Let's get onto the worship. That we can just shoot right by it because it's just, it's just become so regular that we don't even think about it but what Jesus says is that what we do matters. What we do matters. That that loving God matters, that loving people matters in such a a, a way that, that 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 the son of God that God is saying this is what matters. Do we think about that? Do we do we think about that on a on a weekly basis? Do we think about that on a daily basis? Do do we think about that on a moment-by-moment moment basis as we're interacting with anyone and everyone? When we think about the choices that we're about to make to either pop something up on our phone, pop something up on TV, uh, the, the stuff that we eat, the things that we do, what, what we do matters. And the closer are we we are with God when we love God with all of our strength and all of our mind and all of our soul and all of our spirit when 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 we're when we're wrestling with that he'll show us these other places how is it that we can love God anyone that's how it ends up playing out isn't it that's how it ends up playing out but how is it that we're going to how is how is it that we're going to know God better how is it that we're going to love him more Belt it out. Read his word. Read his word. How, how, how can you love someone you don't know? You got you to be in his word. You got to be in his word and, and ask him, sh- you know, show me God, show me how I'm supposed to be on. How, how, am, I, how am I supposed to love you in, in obedience? If you love me, you'll obey my commands. You got to be reading his word. How else can we love God? <laughs> Loving people. We'll get, we're gonna get. We're gonna get to that one. We'll, I'm gonna shoot out prayer. I can love my wife, but if I don't have conversations with my wife, it's probably not gonna. It's not gonna be good for me. Right. If, if, I, if I'm not in conversation with her, I'm not going to know what's going on in her life or or what she desires of me or how is, is how it is that I can love her more. Pr- prayer, and, prayer and scripture reading are, are like, they're the big ones in how it is that we can love God. Prayer and scripture, and then, and then loving others. When when we get to know him better, we get to understand how it is that we're supposed to be interacting with others. We had a, one of our grow groups was uh, Living the Life of Shiny. And, and in that grow group, that was, those were the challenges. The challenges were, how is it that we connect with God? How is it that we connect with others? How am I supposed to be a blessing to the people around us? And, and I'll be up front. It was, it was a daily challenge Every day you got an email that told you what you were supposed to do today, some challenge that you were supposed to do today. And it was overwhelming because if you started getting a little bit behind, and i got people in this room that can can admit that once you started getting a little behind, you felt like kind of a failure. But the success stories coming out of that group were beautiful. They were beautiful. The The people are reading Scripture, well, people are reading Scripture, and they're reading it differently. They're looking for for ways to respond to it. People are are praying differently, not just in their personal prayer life, but but praying with others. We got we have people that are that are more bold and grabbing other people and praying for them. We've got people that are that are more bold and in in seeking out the opportunities that God's giving to bless people outside of simple church. In the Kroger shopping line, or getting coffee, or you know, at the places that, that we hang out. That, that as they got closer to him and they realized how they were supposed to love others. And it was, it, it's, it's been, as a pastor, it's been a beautiful thing. Our desire is to see everyone here love God more, love others more, and ultimately serve the world in the way that God is equipping you for. Because what we do matters. What we do matters. Now, I want to share one thing where where what we do doesn't matter. Go to my notes that I have not used at all. One of the traps that we can fall into, where, you know, we can look at Scripture and know that what we do matters, how we interact with others and how we interact with God definitely matters. But, but one area where, where what we do doesn't matter is in the light of what Jesus did. What Jesus did matters so much that it doesn't matter what we do. We can't earn it. So, so don't ever fall into a place of thinking that, you know, what, what I do matters so much that I can earn salvation, that I can earn my relationship with with Jesus. In Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, Paul writes this. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers and the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Beforehand, what we did mattered. That, that in our sin, that separated us from God, and, and, and before Jesus, we were going to pay for that. What we did mattered, Right? But God is so rich in his mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for who we are, for who are united with Christ Jesus. What he did matters. What he did matters. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. What he did matters. What we did didn't. There's nothing we could do that that matters as much as what Jesus did. That doesn't give us the freedom to not do what he's called us to do. That just because it's all in and all on and all because of Jesus doesn't give us the freedom to do whatever it is that we want to do. If we believe in him and we love him, we will follow his commands. And there is a purpose. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are called to love God. We are called to love others. And we are called to serve the world. We are called to serve the world. That's not just the pastors and the missionaries and the church leaders. That is each and every one who calls Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. That is each and every one. Each and every one of us is his masterpiece. Each and every one of us has a job to do. He has given us the opportunity to participate in his work. He has planned on it. He's got plans for us. And those plans might be up here on a Sunday morning in here on a Sunday morning. But my guess is that most of the work that he's got planned for his believers is not here on Sunday morning that we can come here and love God and, and love others. It's hard to serve the world here. It's near impossible. It's near impossible. But when you walk out those doors, you are in the world. And those are the places that he has given us the opportunity to do just that. Not to see Simple Church get bigger and better, but, but to see his glory be shining all over the place. That is your gig. That is our gig as believers, as his masterpiece. What we do matters. What we do matters. Now how that plays out for you in the rest of the week, I can't really tell you how. God is working I'm praying that God is working in and on you to, to see what things need to change, that, that you might be you sitting here right now and you're going, I'm, I'm hiding. This, this is where I'm hiding from God. You don't have to raise your hand and belt it out. But if you're hiding, you know it. If you're hiding, you know it. And we're all probably hiding somewhere. And his desire is to see our lives turn, to repent from whatever sin that we're wrestling with and turn back to him and see our lives transformed. And if that's you, then maybe this week, that's not this week. Don't even put it off. Maybe right now is your moment to to look at him and say, here's where I am. I don't want to be here. I want to stop hiding in the darkness and come into your light. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Maybe you're doing something right now that, that is impacting the people around you and you realize, oh, this just needs to stop and, 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 and maybe forgiveness needs to be sought with the people that you're influencing because what we do matters. And your response is, well, I need to see that right I need to see that fixed. I need to see that relationship restored and peace be made. Maybe your response is, yeah, I just need to know God more. I haven't opened up my Bible in a couple weeks and I just feel kind of lost without him. I was having a conversation with, with Daniel this week and, and we were talking about our prayer lives and at times where, where we can belt it out, you know, God, are you listening to me? And I tell them, the response I tend to get back is, are you listening to me? And it's like, oh, probably not. When I'm struggling the most, I might not be listening to you at all, God. And so my Bible needs to open up and I need to see where it is that I need to change. Maybe you're... Your I will statement is, to, is that I, I need to change how I look at the world around me, that I see Starbucks as a mission field. And I see my neighborhood as a mission field. And start praying, God, how am I supposed to connect? How am I supposed to love these people? It's sometimes easier to, to figure out how to love the worst of these than, than the people that are just like kind of here, floating around you. It's easy to go to El Salvador. Well, probably the people from El Salvador wouldn't say that. But it's easy to go to El Salvador to do mission work for a week. It's hard to come back home and do it for another 51 weeks. But that's what we're called to. That's what we're called to. That's That's what he's given us. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it for we are god's masterpiece he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago he's got plans for us he's got plans for us next week and next year and and for however long we're here but he's got plans for us today look for those plans today is it ten twenty-two? It's 1022. So as Daniel comes up to start playing us out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw out some challenges to you. We, we, we have this time of reflection where, where, where hopefully you were looking at, at God's word, not just listening to me, but looking at God's word and letting him tell you what it is that you need to do. And on your connection card, there's a place that you can write that down. My encouragement to everybody is that when there comes to a place of responding, you write it down. You don't have to write it down and give it to us. Actually, write it down and, and keep it with you. Stick it on your, your car dash. Stick it on your bathroom window. We are desperately in need of reminders. How easy is it is to walk out of here on a Sunday morning, have a great time here, great message, great worship songs, and, and, uh, and then forget it, right back into the world and totally miss out. If you've got a response, write it down. Even if that response is love God, love others, serve the world, write it down. Because you're called to something bigger. Now some of you might not, you might be thinking, well you're just an idiot up there, you know. I don't even know Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is this dude in the book, why am I supposed to be obedient to him? Well, my prayer for you is that, that you listen to him that the Holy Spirit is working in this room and I pray that he's working in, in your heart and your spirit to, to see things radically change and and, uh, and and this morning might be that morning that maybe before this morning you were thinking well, I just haven't done enough good for him to say okay I'll take you in Or maybe I've done enough bad where I I think he's just going to say, you know, he can't take me in at all. But you look at those verses in Ephesians, and it's just like, well, I don't know how much worse I could get from what Paul said we were. And yeah, his grace is sufficient. So if if you would bow your head and close your eyes... If that's you, if, if, if you are sitting right here right now as, as one of the dead and, and you want this life, know, know that it's there. It's right there. And, and the key there is just to believe, to believe that Jesus Christ is, is who he said he is and did what he said he did that ultimately his grace is sufficient. We bring nothing to the table except ourselves. If that's where you are right now, I would encourage you to raise your hand. And if you're not comfortable with raising your hand, if that's where you are right now and you want to talk with someone afterwards, write it down on the connection card. Grab me or, or one of the other leaders afterwards and and, and let them know, we want to be praying for you. We want to serve you. We want to bless you. We want to love you the way that God has called us to love you. And if you're one of the believers that's, that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hiding right now. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Be praying specifically to him for that as well. And if and if you want to talk or have questions, then you grab one of the leaders afterwards and you ask them. We are here to love the people around us. I'm going to pray us out, and and we'll give a, a moment to reflect. And I think I got Ryan coming up to share, and and uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. Father, I thank you for this morning. I I thank you for your word. I thank you for this. I thank you for this body. I thank you for simple church and the encouragement that that you provide through this room. Father, I, I lift this congregation up to you and I pray that you are you are just consistently and blatantly bringing us closer to you that, that you give us the the strength and desire to to walk closer with you, to know you better and, and to respond to you. To be obedient to you. Not to gain your love, but because we love. I pray as we walk out of here, we just become more and more like Jesus that we that we take the the Simple Church mission statement, your mission statement, and, and make it ring true in all of our actions. Give us the strength, give us the power to love you more, to love people more, and to serve the world in the way that you would have us serve, not for our glory, but yours, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.